0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 510. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you? I'm good, my man. How are you? I am good. I'm
1: good. This is gonna be a fun episode. Lots of little randomness to talk All about right. today.
0: Um
1: it's it's one of our fun little little random shows, and I, I I'm interested to hear your your conversation around some of the products that we're going to be sharing today okay it's 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 going to be fun i'm excited but first mike yep. we need to follow up from uh, mm-hmm. last week's episode um so we had a lot of great nib talk last episode i was talking about needlepoint nibs and stack nibs and Naganata togi grinds and how all those things work needless to say to the shock of no one, I made a couple of minor errors. I would like to correct in you call my discussions. A professional, this is terrible. Mm, I am. You're the professional podcaster.
0: Yeah. Uh, did I yeah. make any errors?
1: I'm the t- I'm the talent, um, and uh-huh. I don't have a. And I'm also the producer, right? So are you the producer the, or are you? Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I write the show generally, right? Mm. Wouldn't you say that's the producer's job? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't technically produce anything hey, Brad, digitally. Here is the thing. Here's
0: the thing. Mm. I listen like every now and then. I hear these podcasts, right? These like really mm. famous, ones. and they have like sixteen producers. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what any of these people are doing. Honestly, yeah, me All neither. Right? So.
1: I just want my name read again at the end. All right, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. Can we get a music show. outro? <laughs> music outro. We always have and, a music
0: outro. It's just really uh, short.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we have to have it like. Over the scroll, right? We're okay. Have to yeah, have a I can do that scroll. for you. I could do it. It would just be our name for all of the jobs. All right. Um, for the show, and we'll do okay. that. <laughs> Google Doc writer, Brad Dowdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so on, on Nib Talk, let's um, let's uh clarify a couple things. The Estabrook needle. Um, I thought this was a little bit weird when I was discussing the $90 price point. And Kenro reached out to me, the uh, Estabrook distributor, mm-hmm. and um, they admitted that, 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 yeah, that's a little bit uh, weird how that's listed. But it's basically the Estabrook needle is the same point price point as all of the other add-on nibs, right? The Journaler and the Scribe, you know, whatever those uh, price points are, either $50 or $60 uh, upgrades. And the Estabrook needle is the same because... It is a $30 credit after you swap out the standard nib, right? So it's the same price as swapping out everything else. It's really no different from everything else. The other really cool thing that I didn't know was that Kenro makes no money on these nib upgrades, right? They're just doing Uh it for... The nib workers, they make a profit on it or they make money on it. They get paid for it. And then the retailers obviously can make money on the sales. So they're foregoing like any additional like distributor, manufacturer price increase of their own. Like they're not putting anything in their pockets from these nib upgrades. They're doing it to offer something cool to you know, Estabrook pen buyers and to, you know, help spread the word about, you know, these great, you know, nib workers we have in our community and talk about how, Hey, you can customize your nib. So I think it's a really great thing that they're doing. I've obviously knew known that since the beginning, but um, you know, that there, that I was really, really appreciative of how they're like dipping their toes into like the community aspects of the pens. But to, I didn't know that they were foregoing any of their own, Um, you know, monetary bottom line for actually getting these out to the world because you know, like to what I was talking about, like thinking about how like how many different layers of profit would have to be to to where no one would actually buy these things, right? Mm. So it makes sense that you know they're doing it as an add on just because they're fans of these people who are doing the nib work and they're fans of their customer and want to give them something cool to use their pens with. So I thought that was pretty neat.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: So um, they um, they clarified that with me after last week's show. Also, second clarification, which I kind of roundabout kind of did, didn't did know exactly what was going on here, with the stack nib that I bought, right, from uh, Damien and all in the nib. So he reached out, and uh, the... The nib is from the pensloth. You know, Jim. You know, stacks and welds, and you know, makes all the 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 nib platform, and then Damien does the nib grind. So it's a true collaboration between Jim and Damien to where, you know, Jim does his part, you know, making the nib and Damien does his part, uh, putting the grind on the nib. And then they sell the nib as, you know, essentially a, a collaborative product. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're buying the stack nib, no, you should know that it, that it is a true collaboration between the two for this particular nib that I'm very much enjoying. Mike, I, I, I had no idea that I would really enjoy, um, that a nib that size and that that inky um and uh it's it's just fascinating to me i keep using it keep staring at it so uh i i'm glad i had that option from uh from damien to pick up just an already completed nib and uh it's really fun so yeah i enjoy it so thank you damien for clearing that up for me and uh locking down these details that we missed uh, on last week's episode
0: I'm pleased to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: All right. So you, also in last week's episode, you mentioned the Tactile Turn Fairway. So this is the new quarterly, what do they call them? Seasonal, I think, is mm-hmm. the uh, release, is, is the way Tactile Turn does their releases now. So the limited um, nature is not exactly limited. It's only limited in time frame that you have to order. So you essentially have, like, they launch a pin for the season. You have three months to order. So... You mentioned last week the fairway from Tactile Turn. And I said, let's hold it till this week just because we had a bunch of other things to cover. Do you want to go first on the fairway or you really put it in there because it really relates to me?
0: I, I saw posted a uh, nice gr- green body with a mm-hmm. yellow clip and a yellow knock and a yellow button. Mm-hmm. And the clip has the kind of divots, right? dimples, dimples, that, dimples. That, that you'll find on a golf ball. Uh, and fairway, you know, this is very golf ball i um, <laughs> I'm intrigued by green and yellow. Maybe you can help mm-hmm. me understand why they went with green and yellow here. Yes. But uh, yeah, I just, I saw this and I was like, oh man, I know a professional golfer and he likes <laughs> pens. Yeah,
1: it, it's spectacular, right? Like I'm not, I, I'll tell you straight up, I'm not going to order one, right? Because okay. I just ordered the GT Yeah, and I just, I got, uh, they sent me the Stealth, um, which was the long one and then they then i ordered the gt which is the race car one in the standard size so those are the two sizes that i like so i have the stealth with a pilot Juice 0.38 wait G's wait, 0.3 wait you refill. got this wrong.
0: standard is long short okay. is medium okay. mini is small
1: thank you starbucks okay
0: yeah um <laughs> so yeah,
1: so I don't have a mini. So if I did order this one, I, I I'm saying I won't order it, but I don't have a mini yet. And I really do like this one. And Mini is like this of would be pretty sweet of a little bit of
0: a little bit of a
1: little it's of a of sweet for the um, of so mm-hmm. a little i of a little i of a little bit of a little bit but a
0: of a little bit of a little a little bit of a little have of a mechanical pencil version of this
1: it would fit with the mechanics on one of these pens. I'm pretty sure. Just I don't know which. I don't know. Side click is hard. With the golf, right? Because golf yeah. stuff is done with pencil usually. Since yeah. most of their pens are either bolt or side click, it's harder yeah. to get the um, mechanism to engage. Oh yeah, they, they, I'm sure they don't pencil. have an
0: easy way to do it. I'm just yeah. saying. It's just a shame.
1: But they could do it just a a straight shot. You know, mechanical pencil without the, any type of side button or anything. Um, to answer why it is green and yellow, it's also related to the timing of the release. They launched this on master's weekend, which is the arguably, or maybe inarguably the biggest golf tournament in the world, or maybe the most important golf tournament in the world. And they have a very, um, world renowned logo related to that. The only thing that would have been maybe a, a neat add-on, but it, I, I bet you they tested it and I bet it just didn't look good, is either a little bit of red on the push button or on the clip um, screws to, like, really lock down the logo, or they may have gotten sued <laughs> by them at that point if they added a little bit of red. So the red flag and the Master's logo would be the only thing missing. But that's primarily the Master's colors, Um you get a yellow jacket this when pin. you win the Masters? You get the, a green jacket. Are you just trolling me now?
0: No. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the Tour de France. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the yellow jersey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so there you go. You've just ruined their uh, their summer launch. It will be Tour de France, and it will be red and white polka dot for the, uh, for the sprint leader. Mm-hmm. I believe the sprint leader's jersey is red and white polka dot. So, uh, sorry, tactile turn. We just ruined. I wonder if they release. are going to stay
0: sport related. For
1: I, I don't know. I mean, we've done two in a row, right? Yeah. So race cars, beginning of F1 season, uh, golf beginning of really the, the start of the golf season, even though it's essentially year round sport now. And Hey, you never know. You never know when, uh, that, that I would be all over the red and white polka dot. Just saying, I'm saying you should do this tactile turn, um, so got at least one uh, I, I would be all about that. You got at least one customer. yes. Yeah. So it's, int- so the, the thing I really wanted to talk about this uh, release is that it caught me off guard. Like I would not have expected tactile turn to pull off a golf pin, right? Just big picture wise. It didn't seem necessarily like strictly like a, a one-to-one customer base type of thing. Like it seems to be like a smaller portion of their customer base might be into this but i think the execution's really really nice and i think you know most of their customers will like it. i don't it, think uh, you
0: have to be a golf fan to like the colors and design yeah, of this band i
1: agree i agree you could be a norwich fan which is sad but you know you could just like green and yellow green and yellow go good together
0: on the green bay packers green and yellow
1: they are, they are. So a little bit. Look at in, that. You do my football, and I do yours. That was a little bit scary. I'm not. That was lie. pretty great, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even consider the Packers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm that, like, I don't know
1: about Norris, man. <laughs> like not even on my radar. So that yeah, was I, all time. Yeah, that was cool. I think it's great. Uh, the clip, the clip obviously does it for me. The uh, mm. the golf ball dimples are spectacular on the clip. I like. Fancy clip treatments, Um, I will not lie. So there
0: you go. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. With Squarespace, you can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website. You can really engage with your audience and sell just about anything, products, services, even the content that you create. Squarespace has got you covered. You don't have to worry about installing anything. You don't have to configure anything that's really complicated. You don't need to know any code. What I love about Squarespace, you go to their site, you pick from one of their beautiful templates which you can customize however you look. It can have the colors for your brand or your company, you can choose the fonts, you can really just like make the layout look exactly how you want. It's really awesome and super fun to build. With Squarespace, you can stand out in any inbox as well with their Squarespace email campaigns. Why not encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers? And just like with their website building, you just start with an email template, You customize it by applying your brand ingredients, like the colors, the logo, etc. And then they have built-in analytics to measure the impact of every send. You can get started with a best-in-class website template that you can customize to fit your needs. It really is just as easy as browsing the category that your business is in to find a perfect starting place. But you can choose any of them and customize them with just a few clicks. And then once you've got everything set up, you can use insights to help your business grow. If you've ever wondered where your site visitors are coming from, where the sales are originating from, and which channels are most effective, well, you can analyze all of that in Squarespace. Once you've got that data, you're able to improve on your website and your business and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. Head over to squarespace.com slash penaddict right now and sign up for a free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch your site to the world, use the offer code penaddict and you will save yourself 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com penaddict. When you sign up, use the offer code penaddict and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of the Penaddict and all of Relay FM.
1: On my Squarespace site, Mike, it's penaddict.com. You may have heard of it. I've heard of it.
0: mm, Good, good.
1: I'm glad you check it out on occasion. Mm -hmm. I recently reviewed the Galen Leather Magnum Opus 12 slot pen case. Um, I'm also, separate from that, giving said pen case away. uh, So you can go check that out at penaddict.com. But what I really wanted to talk about was this pen case as it relates to how I use things and I wanted to start this off with a question do you own a pen case like this no cuz I was thinking that was the answer right nor yeah. did I before gail leather so kindly sent me this so a uh, full disclaimer they sent me this product uh free gratis um so yeah, it's a great, fantastic pin case storage setup that I've never been compelled to own myself. Um, it's kind of the same for you, just in, in, in the general sense of things. Like I've never, I've seen these at, you know, plenty of different makers make a pen case like this. It's a 12 slot pin case, hard sided, very nicely built, solid storage. It's going to be very protective of your pins. But I always I think of the pen case as a more portable option, and while this is technically portable, it's more individually portable as opposed to hey, let me put it in something and carry it around. Right? That's how I think of pen storage. That's how you think of pen storage. If I'm, uh, I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I, that feels like we're kind of in that same mode, right? Yeah, you I grab, think so. yeah, you grab pens and you jump on the train or whatever, go uh-huh. to the office. If you have a case like this, that's not going to work well. So that doesn't mean it's not independently great, right? It's just great at my desk or great if I'm storing a bunch of pens in my closet. Um, it's it's just fantastic. And I'm just wondering, like, am I missing anything on that? Like, like I do think as great as a case like this is, it does have its limitations just because of its size, right? I'm not well, delusional.
0: I tell you what, I see this as, like, the place where I see these cases are at pen shows. Correct. People walking around with them kind of like a purse, you know, like holding mm-hmm. it, like a clutch bag maybe. Right. Um. And then they can open it up and, and show off their stuff. I could imagine if, you know, you go down to the coffee shop to journal every day, you know, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might want to have one of these, but it is not a... I don't know. It doesn't feel like how I think of like knock products, which are kind of like grab them, throw them in the bag, like ready to go. Like this is like a big thing. Yeah. It it doesn't really feel like it's as uh, rough and ready to go kind of mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing. Even though I'm yeah. sure it would probably hold up to, a, to as much, if not more, scrutiny just because of the build. And the oh my gosh! And stuff,
1: but yeah, it's really really built well. It's very strong,
0: very durable. But it's um, like if you compare this to say a brass town. Mm-hmm. which you could you could get the same amount of pens in if you do it right. Uh, <laughs> it's possible. I've done it. That mm-hmm. thing rolls up and it's all small. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, this thing is like, just its construction is right. large, right?
1: Yeah, so I think this is a very purpose-built case. And that's what I was trying to get across yeah. in the review that, you know, you, you want to have a reason for making this purchase. And the reason shouldn't be is because, hey... I ride on the train every day, or I throw my bag in the car every day, and this is the case that's going to protect all my pins, and I can carry them all with me. I don't think that's the the primary goal. I think the primary goal is like an individual carry situation, either at home, right? You, this would be a, this is a great desk accessory, right? You can have a whole tray of pins at your desk, um, or. Like you were saying, take it to a pen show, take it to your pen meetup or your station meetup or any type of like local meetup type of thing. It's fantastic. So what I'm going to do, the reason why I'm giving it away is just because I don't think I will extract the full value of what this case is. And I think people, I think someone else will hopefully. And, and should. That's why I'm giving this away. But I am thinking, I liked it so much. I think I might buy one of the six slot ones, which are half size, which would work. That would be much in better. In your bag, because yeah. you can store them vertically, right? You could store this vertically in a messenger type bag, right? But in a traditional backpack, it's too wide to be stored vertically. Yeah, these I mean these to be six stored horizontally. Horizontally, excuse are me. Much more my speed, too.
0: Yeah. I think.
1: So if you think of it like bulk storage, which is the 12-slot, and portable storage, which is the 6-slot. So uh, I will effort getting one of those. And uh, overall, I I wanted to discuss it because I liked it so much. It's got me thinking. It really made me think because I've never had a case like this, despite seeing these, you know, for the past decade. Like, everyone has at least one of these. I was like, what am I missing out? And I think it's just, you know, a use case thing. And, like, I've never had the use case for that type of storage and i wouldn't just want to file this away in my closet it deserves to be looked at and used and loved and and active and um i think i would do better with a with a six in case, okay, so you mentioned um oh i wanted to, to the ask you a question shop. about oh yeah yeah, yeah. actually mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you have any pens that don't fit in it no not yet um, So I actually a king of pins. Did I king here? of pins? Yeah, no problem. And okay. on the product page, I meant to actually I forgot to include that in the review. I had it in my notes that Galen has a list of everything they built off of to design the slots in the case, and they have the Blanc 146, mm. which I think is the the best measurement pin for the the. Canaleas, you're going to cover which are pretty yeah big. Okay. easy, but canaleas aren't as wide as the 146. Sure. Um, You know, when you start adding in bulky clips and roll stops, you're going to be pushing the limits of diameter. Yeah. You're not going to push the limits of length. Um, So if you test with a 146 and you build around the 146, the Montblanc 146, you're going to cover yourself like 95% of use cases. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Because again, like...
0: Just comparing it to to what I use and know, like, and I am sure mm-hmm. this was the thinking that you went in with the knock was like because it was soft and the way that you yeah. built them, most of the the pen like slots could get very large because the mm-hmm. material would just expand. Right but like, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, there is only so big a pen can be because this yes. is physically it's- hard."
1: There are rigid dividers because the coolest thing about the case, which I completely didn't mention now, but I mentioned in the review, is the tray slides out. Right? Yeah. It's completely awesome in that that regard. Um, Chat's asking about the Namiki Emperor. That one I don't know. I think that's probably when you're getting into like borderline uh, width Mm. and diameter. Mm -hmm. Um, It it will handle the length, Uh, the bulk. It may not because I don't know that you can turn the clip sideways like to fit into like the corner. Sure. of the uh the little slots that they reside in so the clip would be up and then the the i think the flap would probably hit the clip just due to the thickness and the diameter of the pin that would be one i would question whether it would fit uh, namiki emperor because they're really they're bigger than the 146 by a good stretch mm, okay. so good question good question but uh, the the slide out tray is is definitely the 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 killer feature in that that uh, case i really really loved it um all right, Starbucks, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've mentioned them for sizing. You've mentioned uh, coffee shops in general as a place to go, um, you know, bring your 12-slot pen case to. What if your 12-slot pen case was filled up with a Starbucks salami Safari?
0: Why didn't we know? Well, why is this the first I've heard about this, you know?
1: Same. So I just saw this this morning when I was looking for something else on Instagram. So uh, uh, an account I follow... Uh, at at i apologize i'll have a link in the uh in the show notes to um this instagram i saw this and i i instantly hated it <laughs> but we'll 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 we'll, we'll rewind <laughs> back to that we'll <laughs> rewind back to that in a second <laughs> but i was like i asked the same question as you why haven't i seen this before so I clicked on the hashtag #MikeStarbucksXLami, yeah, and turns out we've been missing this since at least Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So they had a whole set of Starbucks. So this is in collaboration with Lami and Line Friends. Okay, so we've talked about the Line Friends setup. How? before. Why
0: is there three companies involved in this? <laughs>
1: well line friends doesn't make uh doesn't make the billboard mike it's all lami x starbucks but the characters you know the line bear right is super famous and popular in asian countries and it's that whole chat platform that's super popular and uh-huh. lami's done a thousand things with why line is the bear, for years. It? i don't know the and line because doesn't also, even it's not i think branded everyone just anywhere. knows <laughs> i think everyone just knows the bear like in the communities where they sell this it's essentially like you know, commonplace, right? It would be like the most common, you know, company or brand you see in your individual companies. Like, oh, everyone knows that's Line or, oh, everyone knows that's Coca-Cola or whatever. No, you Brad. Know. Real-time <laughs> follow-up.
0: No, Brad. That is no, the Barista. What? That is the Starbucks Bearista. No. no. Yes, it's not Line. Because
1: I was looking at one of these other posts that that has Line in the logo. The most, the current one has a Line Maybe that's just their line.
0: That's that person's um, line. Account. That's that
1: person's line. This that's is where the barista. I'm looking
0: at it. I'm like, Brad, oh. that's not the line bear. The line bear is brown. You like are so brown. right. Real time follow up. You're that so is right. That's the barista
1: right there. So, this line are like not involved. Seems like a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we know about baristas, and I feel sad that that word is now in my lexicon. Uh, <laughs> now, everyone is going to be a barista.
0: <laughs> barista, <Easter>, man. <laughs> So I like the go. baristas. We've narrowed it down, but still, okay. I like this. I like the color. I mm. like the little Starbucks cup clip. I kind of want one of these. I hate
1: the clip. And I'm sure I hate you the do. Starbucks name on the. I have the Lami line. You know, I have the little bear on the
0: clip. I like the little line bear. I have the I Pikachu one, and it's the best
1: one. I would. I would rather have the barista than the coffee cup. Luckily, you get both if you order right. If you okay, if you get one of these. Are mm-hmm. you doing barista or are you doing coffee cup on the clip? Because I don't think both will fit. Both will be cup. good.
0: Because I have no attachment to the barista. We didn't even know he existed until 10 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> so, okay, let's let's expand on this a little bit further. So if you were at Starbucks working, uh-huh. would you use the Starbucks pen with the Starbucks coffee cup while working in a Starbucks using a Starbucks notebook?
0: If I worked in a Starbucks, I would use the Starbucks Lamy, but then I would use the barista, you see. Now mm. we're talking about a different person, <laughs> right? Because I don't work in Starbucks, <sighs> but if I did, I would do it that way.
1: The best part about this whole thing mm-hmm. is they have the full Safari lineup, so they have the um, the um, the ballpoints, yeah, right? with the they have...
0: with the weird like springy yeah. knock. Yeah,
1: it's great. I yep. love the springy plungery type of. Um, you know, little knock that they have. But I, re- I really love the colors, and I don't know. They don't show the entire picture of them, so I don't know if they say Starbucks on the backside. They probably do, if the Safaris do. Um, but they have the little mermaid logo for the clip mm-hmm. instead of the coffee cup, which I would prefer. If I'm going to go branded, let's go full branded. Yeah, and give I would me prefer the, uh,
0: the full-on Starbucks logo. Because the-, yeah. the problem with the cup is the printing doesn't look that good on the cup.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it just doesn't deliver. Bearista, huh Bearista. Boy, I was now i I really wish it were were the lion bear, uh but now that makes sense why uh that first little logo confused me, and uh everything's a bear, okay, I am mm-hmm. with it, but yeah, these have been out since uh the holidays it looks like holiday twenty twenty one and we have never seen these at least I haven't seen these till now, so yep. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen these, but um,
0: I'm just gonna say cool, Brad, cool Brad. on one hand,
1: aggressive on the other hand, yeah,
0: I have to say, pan mm-hmm. listeners let us down. <laughs> you
1: know, this is what we rely on them for. Nah, they're like you They they probably seen this. They probably seen this. No, no it just yeah pop, popped up in my feed. Popped up in my feed. You know what else? Uh, Panatic listeners have not let us know about, which I found uh, on my own because I am a follower okay. of Caroline Weaver. Um, our good friend Caroline Weaver, formerly of CW Pencil Enterprises, has launched a newsletter. I wanted to make sure to give it a shout out. I gave it a shout out in Missville this weekend on the Panatic blog, but I want to make sure. That um, everyone who's a fan of Caroline's work, she has launched a newsletter called Caroline Finds It for uh, weekly product recommendations. It's basically like a Q&A mm-hmm. type of newsletter where people are looking for things. And guess what? Mike, Caroline finds it. And she does an awesome job. Y'all know I love Caroline. This is a smart,
0: this is a smart idea for Caroline. Like, just Caroline's one of these people, right? That this is her. Like, like this. understands good products and like yep. curates and mm-hmm. that's what, so basically you can write into Caroline if you subscribe, to, if you like sign up for the Substack and say like, hey, I'm looking for this. Yeah. Free can newsletter, by the way. Yeah. But you still got to sign up. You gotta get it still got to sign up. Like yep. a box or in the app or whatever. You say yeah. like, hey, Caroline, I'm looking for this thing. And then Caroline will find it for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's very few people where I say, uh, in in them I trust. I like, it. I don't even use, uh, I don't even do that for you. But in mm-hmm. Caroline, I trust, oh, and oh. It, it's always been that way. Well, you should so trust y'all. Me and should go start
0: talking mm-hmm. about some stupid line pad that doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> people think it's a bit, but no, Brad's just actually dumb.
0: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: so go subscribe to Caroline's newsletter, and hey, when you subscribe, share. It. Go. Let's, uh, let's see if we can grow this uh, subscriber. She, I haven't talked to Caroline. She didn't ask me to do this. No. Um. I just think she's awesome, and I've been enjoying the newsletter since uh, issue number one. It's only on issue number five, so you can go check out the back catalog and get all of the newsletters
0: going forward, so the link will be in our show notes. Talking about things that are awesome. Let me talk about Pen Chalet because they sell all of the products that you're looking for from the brands that you love. Whether you're looking for a new fountain pen, a new bottle of ink, maybe you want a new carrying case. Maybe you're really interested in getting something from Lamy or Sailor or Kaweco or many, many more brands, many, many more products. Pen Chalet have got it. They sell limited edition products. They sell all the accessories that you're looking for. They run special discounts every couple of weeks and they're always adding new styles of pen. You, if you're something new on the market, Pen Chalet is going to have it. And you know what else? They're going to have a bunch of stuff you didn't even know existed. So you should always stay locked to Penchalet. They do fast and reliable customer service. That's in their DNA. They sell internationally. They have great shipping rates. But if you're ordering in the US, they do free shipping on orders of over $50. Penchalet has low prices and high quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. As a Pen Act listener, you can get 10% off anything at any time at Penchelet. Just go to penchalet.com. P E N C H A L E T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT. You'll get that code that you can use to save 10% at Pen Chalet, and also you'll get to feast your eyes on some exclusive offers for PENADDICT listeners.
1: So you mentioned some new stuff that you can find here. Um, The Indian brand brand, uh, Ranga, or I don't know if it's Oranga, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, Brad's dumb. Um, They have been a long-time Ebonite pen maker Mm, and you know you've been able to get them uh here and there over the years but now they are starting to broaden their market and are showing up in various retailers and this model the ranga 9b might be the one that gets me into their into their uh, product lineup not only is it a really cool shape right it's a it's a it's a torpedo shape you know made from uh, ebonite which i like the basic traditional Mm -hmm. shaped fountain pens it's in a Cool ebonite materials, you know, in colors you don't normally see, and the price, Mike. Um, yeah, very I, good. It, yeah, very good. It's it's definitely in the price we do not mention on the uh, on the show range, because I don't get it, and I'm just going to go with it, and I'm probably going to go check these out after the show, see which color I like. I mean, you kind of have me at blue-pink stripes, like that's my aesthetic, but then right after that, you, you drop in orange cream, and uh, you just never know what I'm going to end up with. Um, on top of that, they have a wide range. They have Diplomats uh, in there, the Elox Rollerball, which is the cool black and orange one uh the caveco Perchio and student uh fountain pens and importantly Mike the Cavaco AL Sport Stonewash the black stone wash mm. is a classic uh classic uh caveco that a lot of people enjoy it's got that um, pre-lived in look Mike so it looks like it's been in your pocket for quite a while and uh, I think they executed that one really really uh well and it's at a great price now at our good friends at pen
0: they also have uh, down the page the caron dash 849 uh claim your style pens you
1: know what this is how good pen does i didn't even make it that far before mm-hmm. i've like you know found like all the things i want the claim your style 849 is fantastic i bought one from the first series i didn't buy one from the second series so maybe this is my opportunity to throw that in there as well mike thanks a lot
0: uh, so yeah, it's also funny because I wanted to mention the 849. You sent, uh, you sent me something while I was in Memphis, and you included some of uh, the pen yeah. addict 849s in there, and gave I gave it did. to Stephen, and he has fallen in love with that pen. He bought a white really? one as well. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, he loves I'm the glad, 849.
1: I'm glad he likes it. It's a very traditional ballpoint, right? It's it's very n- cool design. But it's thin, right? Mm-hmm. And it just has, you know, your standard knock, your standard clip, and uh, a really good refill in it. And I know Steven is a ballpoint pen user. I know he's a Jetstream fan. Oh, wait. Mike, you made me go down this thing further. The Diplomat Diplomat Elox comes in blue rings, too. I've never seen that before. Okay. Oh, oh there's a Visconti on here. I've been wanting to. That's a good deal. This is terrible. See? I'm Thanks, Penge Okay. We, should, we need to let's let's wrap this ad up, Mike. because right. I'm going to be busy the rest of the afternoon.
0: Penchalet.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password pen addict, and you can get your uh, discount code for 10% off at any time. And also, you can uh, get your hands on some really great deals. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: You know what else you can get at Penchalet, Mike?
0: What? The Batman pen. Okay, I've been so excited to talk about this. <laughs> I genuinely have. Because this is like another one of those, like, I went on a real wild ride with this when I took a mm-hmm. look at this thing today. So this is the new Monte Grappa Big Limited Edition, you know? Mm-hmm. You the, remember, yeah, they're they, they do, super special edition. Yeah, like 4,000 euros, this pen, mm-hmm. right? This pen, Brad, has Batman abs. <laughs> I didn't even notice it they're until Batman I dug abs.
1: I dug through the picture and I was like mm-hmm. these these are not going to be Batman abs they it's are Batman just going to be the armor built in on the suit and then sure enough <laughs> the Batman abs are the bat abs, Batman abs. yep the back and side like I, there's I two went sides on, like
0: a whole thing with this where I was like mm-hmm. looking at the clip and like the clip looks like these kind of gauntlet things that he's wearing. I'm like, oh yeah. man, did they include extra like rollable refills in the clip? No, no, they didn't. It just looks like it. It has little grappler, little mm-hmm. grappler hooks. Did <laughs> um, you see what I mean? I thought that they were little like uh, rollable nibs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, like totally
1: refills. Like little, like a little D1 arrow. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, um, the,
0: the nib, the Batman uh, head on the nib is amazing. The cowl yep. on the nib. This one, genuinely, Brad, I would own this. I love, I uh, love this. Completely, completely agree. Yeah, this you thing know, is awesome.
1: Montegrappa does this better than any company. Like yeah. we talk about this a lot, and a lot of it is just completely ostentatious, outrageous. You know, yep. you know, sixty thousand dollar Game of Thrones pins and things like that. Right, like yep. it. This one, it's by no means affordable, but no. it's executed to perfection yeah and this is what they do they will mm-hmm. sell out of this pen immediately uh, there's 330 pins it I'm is there's it. it has to be gone yeah i like, love it It. it's stunning like even the little they have a little pin holder for it it's like almost like it's a batman logo but it's like a batarang <laughs> yeah like i'm just gonna pick that thing up and chug it you know um it I can't praise this pen enough, Mike. No, I, I don't it. know what else to say. I don't have yeah. a single bad thing to say about this pen, nope. even though we joke about these type of pens all the time. It's spectacular. It, yeah. They really, really nailed it. And Montegrappa yeah. does this better than anybody.
0: It look, It's it's so... Have you seen the movie, by the way? I have not. Do you got HBO I Max?
1: I do. It's on HBO, HBO just, Max now, so you should watch I it. I saw, saw it that cinema. yesterday. Yeah. I told my wife. I said, Superb- oh, look. Yeah. My Loved my daughter it. went to see it this weekend and they got they got turned away, but that's a whole another story.
0: Is this really weird? <laughs> well, now thing. they could just watch it at home. So yeah, you know I, mean? I know, I know. Uh, I adore the movie, and so mm-hmm. like this pen for me was like, yeah, this looks like the Batman suit. Like, I yeah, yeah. I'm into this man. Yeah, I've I, seen all the
1: pictures and everything.
0: They make a rollable um, version, which is three thousand dollars. I don't know why people buy that version, honestly. But
1: I mean do you, i'm surprised mont blanc excuse me montegrappa would even have these for sale because i imagine just every executive would buy up every single version of these just as gifts
0: yeah, how many right yeah like well like all the, H- like the like hbo executives yeah, just like we'll exactly. take 20 yeah they like clearly the, have a deal with warner right mm-hmm. because they did game of thrones too and they've done harry right. potter so obviously montegrappa i've just realized that now Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they must have a, a deal with with Warner Brothers, yeah. To 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 do this stuff because like these are serious brands that they're like right. like IP that they're making products. Yeah, Ma- Montegrappa's
1: licensing is no joke. They yeah. they go into it because they know they can deliver the goods and they're going to be able to sell whatever they make.
0: Yeah, you know, and I kind of like, like it where it's like I mean, look, I'm never I'm I don't think that there's anything I would ever spend this money on like for a brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Branded pen, like a four or five thousand euro branded yeah. pen. Like I don't think there's anything I care about to that degree. Right. But I almost kind of feel like if you're going to get these licenses, do this stuff rather than right. like the Schaefer Star Wars stuff or exactly. whatever. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or the yeah. uh who was doing the the cross Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know? Like I want, I just want this stuff to exist in the world just so I can look at it and appreciate it. Like I'm not going to be the person to buy it.
1: Yeah, I've said this this phrase before, but this is the couture lineup of yeah. of Montegrappa. They it's the most expensive, most unique, um, showy. Like everyone's going to be talking about this, just, but not owning it and going, "Oh, look at this!" Either either good or bad, right? Mm. You know, people might hate it, people might love it. Just like some a lot of these other ones.
0: Um, but I would like to yeah, also great. though see them do uh, do Batman pens like they did the Game of Thrones pens, right? Like the three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar yeah, price point, and they were yep. they were good. Like they looked good. Um, they were good. They, they were, the were pretty popular. The John liked Snow them. ones all got stolen. Do you remember that? That's right. That's yeah. right. The delivery got stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think they ended up remaking them was yeah. what it was. It was just a delay. Like they weren't like lost forever. They no. made the the correct amount. But yeah, that the shipment of of um the Jon Snow ones did get stolen. I mm-hmm. totally forgot about that. But Didn't those Game of Thrones
0: ones, they're like, you know, and, and they look like regular-ish pens and fine. Yeah. But then they also did the like, I mean, I'm looking at, they did a 46,000 pound one. Right. Right. You know. It's like a dragon, yep. obviously. Yep. And, it's Game of Thrones. And, Yep. And I think they
1: did a White Walker one maybe. I don't
0: know, yeah. I can't remember. They, and they did a bunch. Like, and so like yep. this is kind of what I want. Like I, when it comes to like pen license and stuff, personally, I want a brand get you a brand that can do both, right? Like right. make the, the the accessible stuff and also the jewelry version, mm-hmm. you know? So yep. Hats off to Montegrappa. They won us back with the Abs. You know. Yeah, spectacular.
1: Well, they weren't the original Abs. Like like Faber Castell, Graphos. Oh, that Faber Castell? Yeah, the pin of the yeah. year is uh, the yeah, Abs yeah. pin. Okay. But again, like we talked about the Abs pin, like mm-hmm. it is ridiculous. But like the the execution and the build of it is is top tier. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it should be, but it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous in a different way. All right, this feels like a hard left turn, Mike. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about the terrible things you write in your planner and what do you do about it. Um, uh, so I had a question come up in on our Twitch stream this week. And I, I basically, like, my planner's going great. You know, we've talked about it. I just did a recap of it, what, last week or two weeks ago. Um, I, I'm just really, really... um. Doing everything I want in my planner except I now have a collection of loose sheets in the back of my planner that has information on say like a loose sheet that I take notes in and then I want to transfer it somewhere either in my planner or in my other journal. Mm-hmm. and they i now have like this whole like quarter inch stack of loose sheets in the back of my paper in my back of my planner so i've been trying to figure out what to do that and basically i just need to go through and have this planner audit and i was asking people you know did they have the same thing did they have your planner or your journal and then a collection of loose things that theoretically should have been in there in the first place <laughs> you know just use it all in there then the question turned um to i think the important part that i want to get to here um, this question came in via Mafia Geek. Do you ever look back at your planners and say, "I wish I hadn't written that in there"? Have you ever done that? Yeah, I'd say probably. Yeah, I, I not frequently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my case, I have a planner and a journal. So I, I I tend to use those terms interchangeably despite having two different things. In my journal, I will definitely what I call, and I've said it before, yell at your journal, right? You sometimes you just gotta get it out. And I don't think I've ever regretted anything. I've have you ever torn anything out, written anything out, scratched through, sharpied through it, uh redacted anything? Have you ever done that? Because I haven't.
0: I've scribbled through things.
1: Out of uh, regret?
0: Maybe. Okay. I mean, it's worth remembering that, like, I'm talking about journal, not planner, right? I Correct. don't have a that's planner. Why I, to, I, have a that's why I don't have a
1: journal. That's why I wanted to make this distinction. And that's why I thought it was a good question for you. Yeah. Because I do, you right, will take it's more a emotional. day. Yeah. Right. You will take a day and say, hey, this was good, this was bad. And sometimes yeah. the bad could technically be really bad. And have you ever gone back and gone, I was a little much and let me uh, redact this or something. I
0: tell you what is actually a better, I think a better way of saying it. Mm-hmm. It's never the time for me. right? Or like rarely at the time. It's if I look back and it's not, the issue for me isn't why did you, you shouldn't have written that. It's more mm-hmm. like you're an idiot for thinking that or feeling that way or you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you, you were wrong there or, You were being Mm -hmm. stupid, that kind of thing.
1: So the argument would then be your journal did its job.
0: Yes, if I was... Yes, if you're looking at it from a reflecting um, Mm -hmm.
1: point of view. It could go away. You could rip the page out. But at the time where you did the thing, you needed it. Yeah, sure. right? Right? So... You could argue that your journal did its job, and like that's the thing we always express is like anything can go in there. It doesn't mean, hey, maybe I had a regret later, and maybe you know, maybe we need to send this page through the shredder. Yeah, but you know what? You got it out, and you got past that, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I I I think that's just like an important concept is to have a book to not hold back on. Right. Even if it's a secondary book. Right. It's like, oh, I have this great journal or I have this great planner Mm. and like I'm doing tasks and I'm making notes and I'm saying how my day was, you know, not every day's, you know, hunky dory and just amazing. Right. And sometimes there's bad days and you need to get that out on the page. That also doesn't mean that you can't go back and say, you know what? That was maybe a bridge too far. Mm. Let's uh, let's get rid of this page. So I, I thought it was like a good kind of just basic conversation to have about journaling in general. So I I thought that was a really good question. Um, This question is probably more for me than you, because your journal, your theme system journal is basically a rule based journal. Like you get to decide what the rules are. But you essentially follow a set of rules every day, right? Is that is that fair?
0: Yeah, I do. I mean that's like it doesn't I set my
1: structure. You make the rules though. Like uh-huh. it's not telling you what the rules are, uh-uh. but there are rules. Yeah. Where um like my journal doesn't have any rules and sometimes that's harder, right? Like you're the reason why the theme system is so good and so popular is because it allows you to create your own set of guidelines mm-hmm. and then that's those set of guidelines are theoretically what you will follow the most to get the most out of your journal whereas i have a blank journal that says here you go and then, yeah, sometimes i struggle with that right and that's yeah, why i've gone through i can't
0: do the the blank page that's why but when i do the boxes you know i, I yeah. can't deal with just a here's just a blank sheet do whatever you want with it i can't i can't do that yeah
1: yeah, and that's why I go back and forth on the theme system because it's like sometimes, Brad, I just need structure. I need to do the thing, and I thoroughly enjoy it every time I do it. And then I was then I will have a theme system, and then I'll have a third notebook going because, well, I just want to write some other random stuff. And then I back out of the theme system, so I'm always like in and out and in and out. And I always love it when I use it, but then sometimes I feel like I don't need it, and then I go right back to saying, hey – I can write everything, and that's not what I need right now. I need to write the specifics. So you know, it's a uh, journaling conversation is always fun. It's just such this huge nebulous thing that's very individualistic, and I love all the the journaling and planning questions, and we always get a lot of good feedback. So if y'all have any planner rules or if you have any regrets, talk about uh, like regrets or anything, y'all let me know. Feel free to email me hello at penandac com. You know, and just uh, talk about how you use your stuff because uh, that's what we like to do here the most. So. Yeah. Um, do you? This is a secondary question, and I'm sure. going to adjust this a little bit from uh, temporarily awry. Do you audit your theme system journals when you're done? I'm sure I've asked you this in the past, but I can't recall the answer.
0: I don't even really know what to do with them. I got, I flick through them sometimes, and, and mostly I just put them in a drawer. But honestly, I just feel like I should just shred them and move on. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah. I haven't worked that out yet. I, no, i'm i yeah. I'm not really i am not one to like sit and go through it because like, i genuinely think most days i wouldn't even understand what i'm talking about <laughs> you know like yeah. i'm talking about something that feels important to me right now right. but like i'm not going to sit and give a bunch of context to my journal for me like it's because i don't do that i feel like if i ever flick through them but a lot of the time i'm like what is what is this even talking about? I Don't even know. Right there's
1: there's no necessary there's no need to go back and reflect because it's more no. I, small picture isn't the right word, but it's, it's more specific. It's not a mental generic. health
0: thing for now, mm-hmm. and like a a thing to help me, as we say, stay on course and stay productive right, right. now. Not mm-hmm. for like me to. Re- I'm not doing this for me to reflect on, and that's yep. like a different way of journaling, right? Like, I think that that leans heavily, more heavily into the type that you do, where it's Mm -hmm. more prosy. Yes. Yeah. Definitely.
1: And like a lot of times I will go back and if I'm reflecting through a journal, like starting at the front and going, going through it. I'll almost skip anything that's the more long-form writing because that was more in-the-moment stuff. What I will pick up on is, like, notes and shorter-form ideas. Like, sometimes I'll use – I have never done an entire notebook like this, but sometimes I'll use – just draw, like, a little icon, right? Like, a little special – draw, like – you know, you could use a light bulb or whatever and then have, like, an index page of all the pages that the light bulbs were on – as hey these are ideas that might be good to refer back to but the four pages straight i wrote about the weekend that i had that i don't need to reflect on that like Mm -hmm. i'm good right so yeah so like in your case like i i mean throw them in the fireplace is a very valid thing right Mm -hmm. like and and there's some you know there's some comfort in that too it's like i this this did its job and now yes. it's time has come that's right, how so. i
0: kind of kind of feel about it. like it closes and well that's another period of time yep complete yep. so you know
1: good good okay i just wanted to get those i i like these these little planner questions again because yeah, they're too. just like picking out you know pens and inks it's like so specific and like that's the kind of things i like to nerd out on is like the very specific stuff like this so thank you y'all for those questions i wrote down i have a list of about eight or ten more questions that uh okay. i'm keeping in a file so we'll pick up we'll pick and choose some of these as we go through uh the coming weeks and you know it's just uh future future podcast notes and topics so there you go
0: i like that if you do have these kind of very specific planner related questions you can send them in the same way you do any uh Ask TPA yep. question. Tweet with the hashtag Ask TPA. You can use question mark Ask TPA in the Relay FM members Discord, or you can email them to hello at panadic.com. And
1: if you email me, um, like the questions, like you really want to be sure, like I get to put Ask TPA in the uh, in the title. That that does help.
0: Let's actually finish out today's episode with a couple of more generic, uh, more regular Forget- uh, Ask TPA questions. First comes from Frames, who asked Brad, "What stationary items did you take with you on your last vacation?" Good question.
1: I tried to limit myself. So we talked about the Atlanta Pin Show wrap-up is I returned home from the Atlanta Pin Show, had a really busy evening, then left the next morning to go on vacation. So I had uh, really no time to think about what I wanted to do. So I brought the basics. So I brought my planner, which is my Hobonichi Cousin A5, and I bought my journal, which is still my Misubi uh, Indigo Denim Journal. Brought those two um, paper goods, and then I brought a brass town full of mostly new pens that I picked up at the Atlanta Pen Show. Um, and then a couple of pens that I just wanted to bring that I had inked up, you know, like my elbow. Would. So essentially six pens, two notebooks. I worked in my planner for two days and then skipped like five. So that was the first gap in my planner that I've had. And I'm totally cool with that. It's vacation. I don't need to be messing around with that and then journaling I didn't do any journaling I just did some basically like what I was talking about before like idea writing like I really like vacation is good like getting away from home allows you to just I I always often think about project stuff so I always want to have something to write in when I'm on vacation usually just something like the journal which you know an open page journal not a planner to just kind of note sketch, you know, a lot of times, you know, like the way we do vacation, we have a lot of downtime at night, right? Because we have kids and, you know, I'm I'm not going out partying at night on vacation, you know, I'm like at eight o'clock, you know, I'm like sitting there and don't really have much to do. So that's when you get out your notebook and sketch or brainstorm some ideas and listen to some music and have an adult beverage and and write a few things. So I didn't use much of what I took and I even took a limited amount. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. Sometimes I will plan for that differently, um, but that is a really good basic um, carry setup for me on
0: vacation when I'm not planning to write a lot of stuff. And uh, I have a question from Jill as well. Oh, Gil, sorry, I should say. I'm assuming Gil with mm-hmm. one L, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
1: G-I-L. Yeah, Gil.
0: Uh love the needlepoint nib discussion on episode 509. Are XF, I assume means extra fine, Mhm. Yep. Or needle ground nibs more likely to have ink flow issues? Are there brands of ink that you intentionally avoid or prefer with your super fine nibs?
1: So, this is a really good super question. Good follow-up. Good follow-up. I it's about expectations with the flow, okay? When you get a needlepoint nib, you're signing up for a dry flowing nib <laughs> because if you have a wet flowing nib, you no longer have a needle point line effectively on the page, right? So that matters as far as like your needle points go. Um, if, when you're thinking about the idea of a needle point um, and ink flow, you have to realize what you're signing up for on the front end right and that's not to have a flow issue but to have more a more dry line experience because if you have a wet line then you're kind of you know missing the point of owning a needle point um secondly uh related to that steel nibs versus gold nibs probably makes one of the bigger differences in needle points for grounds, like as compared to say, like a cursive italic, steel versus gold, because that little fine grind you have on a gold nib is going to be more flexible than a steel nib. So technically, you will get a little bit better flow because the tines are going to spread and your lines are going to be effectively wider. That's why I prefer steel um, needle point nibs because I don't really want that flexibility. Um, I do have some gold nib uh, needle points that I do love. But if you're asking me, um, like a preference, I do prefer the the nail type steel nibs. The inks, um, I will intentionally avoid any extreme sheening inks. Uh, Certainly not shimmer. Like that's not even a consideration. Anything that has like an intense sheen or an intense saturation, I tend to go more basic the better. For inks, I use a lot of brand blue blacks like a pilot blue black lami blue black things like that that i know are going to just be consistent and you know not in, not something i have to really consider what i'm using um you know your just your thinner traditional inks you know anything from diamine like pilot roshizuku's i like a lot of bright blues um i will pick that because when your line is that thin that that brightness of the blue like a conpecky really, really stands out on the page and it mm. and it's, makes it a little bit more easy to read. Um, so yeah, I tend to stick with the basics and not do anything. I won't use an ink with a lot of character, if you will, because you're not going to get the effects that the ink is being sold for. Um, like a really good one is Venta Armada, which is one of my favorite inks, but I almost need to use that in a stub nib because it's kind of bland until you get a lot of ink on the page, and then the character comes out well. Inherently, with a needle point, uh, you're not going to get a lot of of that inky character on the page. You're just going to see like this dull, like gray line that's not going to be legible. So, therefore, I would never choose an ink with that much character uh, for a needle point. So, I stick with the basics.
0: All right, if you would like to send in a question for us to answer the show, I'll say it again. Tweet, hashtag AskDPA, question mark AskDPA in the Discord, or email them to hello at penaddict.com. If you want to find Brad online, in the meantime, go to penaddict.com. He's penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter, and he streams uh, live two times a week, twitch.tv slash penaddict. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I stream on Fridays at mike.live. Uh, Thank you so much to our sponsors of this week's episode, Squarespace and Pen Chalet. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. The Pen Addict is hosted by Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley. Written by Brad Dowdy with assistance from Mike Hurley. Fact-checking by Brad Dowdy with special assistance in this episode by Mike Hurley. Produced by Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley. Edited by Mike Hurley. Audio mixing by Mike Hurley. Branding by Brad Dowdy. Publishing production by Mike Hurley with assistance from Relay FM.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you think I was going to
0: do it, son?